Hello and welcome to another Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. This is the first episode of 2023. Yes, a year has gone by and now we are starting a new one. A new one with new adventures, new projects, new challenges, new ups and new downs. And I will take you along in this whole indie hacking journey. How was your New Year's? Was it good? I think I ate too much because I feel like I'm overflowing with sugar. There's so many sweets, so many sweets. I think I have some kind of addiction <laughs> into into sweetness because, I don't know, I cannot avoid it. And now if I go to my fridge, I still have leftovers. Leftovers are the worst because I thought, okay, those were two days or three days of eating a lot of junk food but then I will go back to normal and try to eat more healthily. But unfortunately, people just say, hey, Tiago, why don't you just take this cake and this chocolate mousse? And I cannot say no. So every time I finish a meal, there's a little voice coming from my fridge saying, Tiago, come eat me. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same, but... Um, I don't know, maybe this is the sugar rush speaking <laughs> and I'm still too excited. But I think this year is going to be really, really interesting. I want to take a different approach into my indie hacking strategy and I have a few resolutions. I don't know if you are the type of person that believes in resolutions or at least starting them in the beginning of the year. I, I think I do, actually, because if I think about it, I always start a new year with a new goal. And I have a couple, a couple indie hacking-related goals that I'll be sharing with you in this episode, new strategies. I'll give you also some updates on my projects. And as well, today we have a sponsored episode, a new indie hacking product that I want to share with you. And hopefully it will be helpful for your projects. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get started with today's episode. I think I told you before that I used to be afraid of flying. Months before knowing that I would have to get in the plane, I would get really nervous and my nightmares were not a plane crashing or anything like that. My nightmares were simply me getting into a plane and flying. I would wake up soaked in sweat and thinking, oh my God, I, I cannot fly. And of course, that affected my life because I love traveling and uh, living in Germany. I wanted to come visit and come to my country and all of that. That meant that I needed to fly, but... Of course, that this phobia was something really, really negative for me. It was impacting my life. So I tried to overcome it, and I did. I have a YouTube video about it, how, how I did that, and uh, a couple... I think I, I even spoke about it in one of these episodes, so I, I'm not going to get into that today. But there's two positive things that came from overcoming this phobia. First one, obviously, is the fact that now I can fly and uh, this is not limiting the ability of traveling, which is something that I completely love. And the other one, the other one was the feeling that 
I can overcome something related to the mind. I I am a sports guy. I mean, I'm not a super top athlete, but I always loved playing sports, playing soccer or volleyball or sailing, whatever. I love doing this kind of activities. And I, I love conquering certain skills that I'm not able to do, right? So scoring a goal in a specific way or something more mechanic like juggling. I remember when I tried my best to juggle with three balls and I was able to do that, or even snap my fingers. These are things that I was able to accomplish. Things that I didn't know how to do, and then by practicing, I was able to do it. But overcoming a phobia is something that I didn't know it was possible. To have this limitation in your brain that in my case would get me very sweaty every time I would get in an airplane and would actually make me not fly and change my life. I never thought that we could actually change this. We could kind of rewire our brains. And the fact that I I was able to do so really changed the way I approached my life. Because then I realized that it's possible to do that. And it's possible to somehow change your uh, quote-unquote personality, your psychological treats, so that you feel happier with yourself. And uh, that's something that I want to do this year. It's something that we all can do. It's something that people quite often think, oh no, I'm going to be like this forever and I'm going to be unhappy. But that's not true. There's ways. There's, of course, ways with help. You can always seek for help, therapeutical help. Or you can also try it yourself. I was able to overcome my fear of flight by basically flying and getting information and trying multiple ways until I was able to get better. And I did it by myself. Would of course, help the from the people that love me, but I didn't get any professional help, let's say. I did consider it, by the way. There are some courses that help you doing that. I, I really considered doing one of those, but I ended up not doing because, and I kid you not, the reason why I ended up not doing this course was because I knew that in the beginning you have kind of a uh, um, flight. You basically fly. Uh, the course was here in Portugal. It take, it's a flight from here to Madrid, which is basically one hour. And I didn't do the course because I knew I would have to fly. <laughs> so that's how bad it was. Anyways, this year I want to change a couple of things, a couple of ways I interacted with my indie self. Last year, 2022, was very, very work-related. I put everything on the side. I put my social life on the side and I was, even my health, and I was focused only on work trying to learn everything I could from indie hacking, trying to get an MRR, and of course the stress of not making money didn't help. I was constantly trying to find new ways and work new projects, but in the end, I I feel that I didn't accomplish what I really wanted. First of all, I wanted to reach Raman profitability for my projects, which is something that I didn't do. I have now an MRR of around 500. It kind of fluctuates because of podcasts, but 500 to 600. I think that the maximum I did was 700 MRR for my projects. 
And that's not enough. That's not enough here in Portugal to, to pay your bills, just for you to understand, and I'm very open about it. I am spending around 1,500 euros per month, including rent, including going out. And I did change my lifestyle a little bit. I tried to save some money to go less, to eat out in restaurants. But I don't want to do that, to be honest. I want to continue traveling. I want to continue doing things that make me happy. So I need my lifestyle to be somehow sustained my, by my business. So one thing that I also want is to have a healthy social life. I want to be able to be with my friends and to go out. And there, as you know, there's a lot of times this past year where I felt like shit. I felt that I was working too much. I was not leaving my house because I was just working. And I felt that I was missing out on a lot of things. And it shouldn't be the case. So last year was a year of learning. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about indie hacking. I feel that I have all or almost, let's say, a lot. I have a lot of skills required and I should be making more money from my project. So in my opinion, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of finding the right project and a matter of finding also ways. It's just sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes it just takes time. Sorry for the repetition there. But it just takes time, you know. You launch a project and you need time for, in more technically speaking, for Google to index it and for people to start speaking about you. So it just takes time. You need to have a lot of patience. This year, I want to do things differently. And it started already in the end of 2022. I used the holidays to somehow take the foot out of the gas pedal a little bit work less, chill more, spend more time doing things like, this is ridiculous, but even doing my uh, blood checkup, just going and, and check out that everything is okay, going to check up and routine uh, consultations and all of that. These are things that are important that I've been putting on the side. I've been delaying that because I just wanted to focus on work. So those are the things I want to do more. I also want to cultivate more relations with my friends. I want to cultivate my friendships here in Portugal. Because when I moved from uh, Germany, a lot of my friends, um, they are still there. And they are my best friends now. Of course, that I also have great friends here in Portugal. But for the past six years, I was living my adulthood life with them. So here, I still have to do an extra effort to cultivate these new relationships and um, with my partner as well. I want to have a more balanced life, not only for myself, but also for the others around me. And that would also mean, of course, having money to pay the bills. And if you remember in the, the, in the last two or three months of last year of 2022, I started doing freelancing. And that was really helpful because, yes, it was taking time from my projects, that's true, but at the same time, it gave me money. I was, for the first time in the past year or more, year and a half, able to pay my ramen. And second, it kind of gave me this business mindset, understanding what I need to do to make money and also that people appreciate my skills. 
That's that's great because once you spend a whole year or more than a year building projects and not making enough money, you start doubting yourself. You start thinking, well, why am, am, am I not good enough? Maybe my skills are not good enough. Maybe I'm not appreciated by the market anymore. And I got great feedback, great feedback from my first client. He said that um, it was the best or one of the best experiences he had working with someone else. So it gave me this boost in confidence, knowing that, okay, I still got it. I'm still good and I can make it happen. So I will focus more on freelancing to get this money and to get this peace of mind, which is very, very important. And I will work less. I'll try to to really prioritize higher things like health, friendships, and just going out, going out of my, uh, one thing that I actually, my partner gave me in, in this Christmas was the um, one year, one year, no, one month in a co-working space. That's something that I want to do, get out of the house, go, and, and find a group of people that I can work with. I imagine uh, a world where there's a bunch of indie hackers here in Lisbon and we just go and work from coffee shops or some co-working space and we each work in our projects but we help each other so that's something that I want to achieve and I will also take you in this journey and on how I'm able to do that so yeah that's kind of my resolution that's what I want to achieve is it going to be easy no it will not because this work addiction I think it kind of it, it was it was and it is an addiction for sure. I told you about it. I think I, I spoke about it in actually in the interview. I was interviewed by the way. Yeah, I've, I think I told you in the last episode. I was interviewed by Martin and uh, we spoke about this. And yeah, I spoke about being addicted to work and how sometimes we just don't realize we are addicted. Because first of all, I love working. I love indie hacking. I love working on my projects. Something that gives me true joy. I I prefer doing that than a lot of other things. A lot of other fun things. I prefer working. And at the same time, I need to work. Because I need to make money. So this is the perfect storm for an addiction. And I felt, and I told you this many times, that I felt that it was wrong going out and being with friends knowing that I had to work. So this is the true challenge, to be able to overcome this, this this feeling that I always need to be working, that I don't deserve being with friends, that the, the biggest priority in my life is work. This is the psychological challenge that I need to overcome. This is my new fear of flying. But because I know that I can make that now, and, and going back to the beginning of this, of this um, conversation where I told you that overcoming this fear of flying kind of showed me that it's possible to do, to overcome this kind of addictions or things that you don't like about your personality. You can do that. You just need to put in the work. And knowing that, that was really life-changing for me. It was really life-changing. And now I know that I can do that. And of course, first of all, you need to accept, you need to tell to yourself that you want to do it. And I'm telling to you as well, this is something I want to do. And now it's just putting in the work, which in this case is working less. <laughs> and that, what, what does that mean for my project? Does that mean that I, I will be less productive? No, not at all. 
I just need to work smarter. And since I've been spending the, the whole past year and a half learning about indie hacking and being a better entrepreneur, now I just need to put that into practice. And to help me with that, it really helps to have a good overview over the things that work and the things that do not work so that I can focus on the tasks that actually bring me closer to my goals. And this is the perfect timing for me to introduce the sponsor section of today's episode is another feature of FeedHive. As you know, Simon, the founder of FeedHive, has been sponsoring this podcast and we have already spoken about two very interesting features of FeedHive. We spoke about the composing feature and the social inbox. You can find the sections where I speak about those features and how they can help you on YouTube. I have multiple sections there. But today we are going to speak about the analytics. Let me just say that FeedHive, for the ones that do not know, is a social media scheduler that helps you with basically managing all of your social media accounts. And uh, I mostly use it for Twitter. I have multiple accounts on Twitter. I have one for this podcast, another one for the community, and my personal Tiago WBE one. And I can manage all of them through FeedHive. I also have it connected to my LinkedIn, but I'm not very big on LinkedIn. So I want to speak about analytics. FeedHive offers you a very intuitive dashboard that allows you to have an overview over the posts and the content that is working and allows you to use your Twitter or whatever social media you're using more productively. So by opening the dashboard in my main account, WB, there are a few graphs that really help me to better manage my social media, my Twitter account. The first one is the follower activity, which if you are familiar with GitHub and you know your commit history dashboard, it's basically the same, where it's kind of a heat map, a heat map spread by time and day so that you can see where your followers are the most active. And I can clearly see that for me, it's between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., and 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. So this is really helpful because, first of all, it allows me to better understand the the followers, the people I'm creating content to, and as well so that I can I know when to post my tweets. Then the other one that really helps me is a graph that shows me my number of followers per day. And this is helpful in two ways. First of all, it allows me to see how much I have grown. It doesn't matter if in one day I got two followers, the other day I got five followers. What matters is that after a period of one, two, three months, I can see how much I was able to grow and progress. And quite often, we tend to disregard our achievements, as, as at least myself. I never see the things that I was able to achieve. I always see the things that I was not able to achieve. So by checking out this, I can see that in the past... For instance, two months, I was able to grow my account by 100 followers, which is amazing. And as well, I can see the segments, the sections in time where my growth was faster, where I grew faster, my number of followers. And one cool thing about this dashboard it, is that it also shows you the number of tweets and which tweets you posted in each day. So that if there is a day where a tweet really made a change and made you increase a lot your number of followers, you can easily identify which one that was. And then last but not least, there's a really interesting 
an intuitive dashboard showing you your engagement rate per tweet. So you can uh, check out your engagement and your impressions and basically it shows you the top five tweets for each metrics. For instance, if I click on the impressions tab, I can see that my first one, the, the one that had the most impressions in the past 90 days, was a tweet where I, in, interesting enough, I spoke about my interview with Simon Euber. <laughs> and uh, it got 8,000 impressions and uh, 54 engagements. And if I, for instance, check my engagement tab, I can see that the tweet in the last 90 days that got the most engagement was the one where I basically speak about this podcast. And I say that one year ago, I randomly decided to start a podcast about my indie journey. And now Spotify tells me that I am in the top 10%. Again, as I told you many, many times, celebrating wins really, really works with Twitter. This one got a engagement rate of 6%. So this is really helpful because it allows me to see what kind of content people like. And if I want to focus on growing my Twitter reach and number of followers, I know which kind of content I should produce. And that's all for today's sponsor section. If you want to start using FeedHive to manage your social media, we have a discount for you. You can use WBE25 and you'll get 25% off on the entire first year. Links and codes and everything will be in the show notes of this episode. And now I want to define more concrete goals goals for 2023. And I know that most likely things change so fast that I won't be able to achieve or the goals will just change. But I think that the bad plan is still better than no plan. So let's create a bad plan together, I guess. And let's start with this podcast. The podcast grew a lot in 2022. I started with around 80 people listening or even less. Yeah, I think it was even less. And now we have an audience of around 180, which is amazing. The WB podcast community is growing. And I don't know, let's let's just try to reach 500. Why not? Why not? I think that's a very specific, concrete goal. It's a very round number. So yeah, my goal with the podcast will be to reach 500 audience size, 500 listeners listening to these episodes. I think that would be really, really fun and interesting. And as well, it would help me a lot with the sponsorships because the more people you have listening to the podcast, the easier it is to get well-paid sponsorships. At the moment, I'm actually increasing my prices, but it's around, I started with around 60 bucks per episode. Now I'm doing 80 bucks per episode and I want to reach maybe 200, 300 because that's already that times four, it's already 1,200 euros per month, which is quite good. It's quite good coming from the podcast. So, yeah, I think that's the goal. Obviously, continue to, to do this podcast, but I don't even question this because I really enjoy doing this. So I want to do that. I want to have interesting content, interesting and innovative content. I want to bring interesting interviews as well. I'm thinking maybe going beyond the Twitter sphere, what? No, Twitter is amazing. I know, Twitter is amazing, but I feel that I've interviewed a lot of people already in, on Twitter. And I want to bring other kind of indie hackers, maybe content creators, maybe YouTubers, maybe artists, 
So let's see if we can do that. Again, the interviews are not my priority at the moment. I much prefer doing these kind of freestyle episodes, but I have already a few scheduled. I'll be speaking with Dagobert about the course, the Twitter course, and I'll be interviewing him this week, actually. And I have some other interesting content for you around indie hacking. So yeah, I just want to as well challenge myself to make this content, this podcast even better and to grow the audience to 500 listeners. Now, about the community. What is the goal of the community? As you know, the community has been my main source of MRR. It grew a lot in the beginning of 2022 and then it kind of stagnated and then lately has been reducing. My MRR, the community, is now around $300. It used to be $500. That was its peak. But a lot has changed. I think I finally understand what the community is about, what people like about it, and I've been trying to automate it more and more. I don't want to be dependent on Twitter, on indie hackers. I want to have a passive source of users. Users coming to the website and then converting to becoming members. So one thing, one goal that I have for the community this year is to have this pipeline totally figured out and having a good conversion rate from people coming to the website and becoming members. As well, I want people to be active in the community so that they can help each other and find friendships, relationships that really matter in the WBE space. One way for me to do that Something that I'm trying out is my first hire, if you remember that episode. Ida will be helping me with our events. We are going to have one now in the 11th of January. So I want to figure that out. And uh, yeah, I guess let, let's give it a number. I mean, you are asking for numbers. I will give you a number. 1K MRR. It's very ambitious, for sure. But 1K MRR from the community, it was actually my goal. For 2022, I I didn't yeah I didn't get any close. I got to 500 max, but this year I want to get to 1k MRR from the community. Hopefully, we'll get there. Then uh, what are my goals? More goals? Freelancing? What is my freelancing goals? For me, this year I want my freelancing to definitely. I want to bring more people, so I want to help makers to build the projects that I'm passionate about and uh, projects that I'm also passionate about, right? So that's something that I want to do. And I want to bring more people to this freelancing, maybe even build a small kind of agency. I know that Joelle, for instance, wants to do that as well. So I already have kind of a little team. I have Joelle as a designer, myself as a developer. I have another friend that uh, can do the data science and that's something that I want to do. I want to help makers to build or, or small companies to build their projects, things that actually matter. And uh, if you are looking for a team to help you build your dream app or project, let me know. That's something that I want to do. How much money do I want to make from that per month? I have no idea. I guess maybe 1k MRR uh, from, uh, from this would be really, really good. And I know just by thinking about it, I think that I'm maybe doing too much already because think about it, 1,200 from the podcast, 1,000 from the community, 1,000 from the freelancing, that's already a lot. But let's see, why not? Let's be ambitious. Now, what else? We have the Indie Lottery and I have to be honest with you, I will do some content around it. I, I want to interview Joao as well so that we can debrief the Indie Lottery process with you. 
at the moment, the indie lottery is kind of dead. It's kind of dead because we reached a point, or at least I reached a point, where I didn't understand what was the value that the lottery was creating for the readers, the the people that are not just showing their products. I know that there's a lot of value for indie hackers because they can showcase their products and it's a, a free marketing tool, but the other side also needs to create value. People that read that content because otherwise we just have a spamming website that no one really cares. So I... I don't know, we kind of lost motivation, or I lost motivation, especially because I was so busy with the freelancing in December. So Joe and I will have to debrief and see what we're going to do. Maybe we'll just kill it, which is fine as well. Or we will try to revamp it and, and find a way to create value. I don't have any specific goals with it because I, I don't want to be too attached. So if we kill it, I don't want to think it was as a failure. I, ju I just know it's part of, of the job of being an indie hacker that sometimes we just kill our darlings. So I want to work with John more. We will definitely have other projects. And that's, I guess, the, the next goal for me. Start something new. Maybe something connected to SaaS, maybe some a B2B business. I want to create another business. And, and this kind of businesses from the people that I interviewed, Businesses that grow really fast and that reach me to that 30k MRR or something like that. That's my goal. Still, I want. I will only feel like I've made it as an indie hacker if I reach that, like five to 10k MRR. That's my goal. Once I reach that, I I know that okay, I've done it. And of course, probably then I will set up other milestones. But for now, that's what I want to do, and I want to build software. Or a project around it. I don't know what's going to be, and I, but that's just what I want to do. That's another goal. Maybe reaching 5k MRR or 10k MRR from such a project. Very ambitious goals. I'll bring you along in the full journey. Make no mistakes. You and me are in this together. That's that's for sure. We are both kind of figuring out if. Tiago's Indie Hacking Life will <laughs> succeed or not. And I will be as open as possible with you. If you have any questions, any suggestions, any advice, make sure to send it my way on Twitter, TiagoWBE. And I, I love just getting those, those messages where people say, hey, I listened to your podcast, that's why I'm following you. That's so great. I mean, kind of putting a face... To, to my listeners. It's really, really amazing. So that's something that I want to do. And uh, yeah, that's basically it for today's episode. One really cool thing that happened, I think it was in the beginning of this year or last still end of 2022, I don't really recall, but um, the first WB baby was born. Uh, Kavya, she's an old member of the community old member it kind of looks like she's old like she's not old like she's one of the early on members <laughs> let's let's put it like that and uh i interviewed her in the in the podcast as well and uh, she was pregnant and now she and her husband have a baby an indie hacker baby so that's so cool to to see this progress and and see how people's lives change people from the community so that's so cool and i want to be attached with with the members because they are really really amazing so that's something 
that really makes me happy. If you want to support this podcast, share it with your friends, indie hackers, with your enemies. I don't care. Like Just share it with everyone. And uh, you can as well become a sponsor of this podcast, much like uh, FeedHive and the other uh, slots that I've already done here. I want to have as many different indie hacking projects as possible so that I always show the listeners of this podcast new amazing tools they can use. And the links will be in the show notes or you can just DM me and say that you're interested. You can buy as well the merch and become a member of the Debut Space. All the links are just in the show notes. So you can just scroll down and check it out and click and bam, that's it. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Alright, done. I deserve some cake. Let's go.